You know, we do, Josh Helmer. We do have softball right now going on in the top 25 and in the Big 12 because this weekend, in addition to Oklahoma traveling to Waco for the Getterman Classic, which I haven't had a chance to dig all into Patrick's notes. I was researching Longwood last night, Josh Helmer. The Longwood Lancers, who the Sooners will open up against on Friday. But um, I haven't really had a chance to to kind of dig into the history of OU and the Getterman Classic. But we do have a game going on as we speak. And Oklahoma State leads Texas A&M after 3-1 zip. The Aggies have two hits, but uh, Kelly Maxwell has been Kelly Maxwell. So it's kind of. It's kind of made it tough on Texas A&M. Hold on, I want to see her stats already. She's ridiculous. Kelly Maxwell, three innings, two hits, six strikeouts, <laughs> one walk. She's she's pretty ridiculous. It's a big weekend, too. They've made the Clearwater Invitational a big deal. Uh, Alabama and Duke will play later this afternoon. But, you know, we did have quite an interesting little game last night. I mean, wait, was that last night or was that Tuesday night? Whenever you had Liberty and UCLA. So you kind of you kind of worry about, gosh, Oklahoma. They only beat Liberty one zip. That game went extra innings. Yet, yeah, number two UCLA barely gets by Liberty on Tuesday night, three to two. And, in fact, it took a, uh, a fifth inning rally in order to give UCLA the lead. So the schedule's tough. We'll keep an eye on that OU, uh, OSU Kelly Maxwell performance against Texas A&M as we roll on. All right. Uh, last night, Iowa State beats TCU in college hoops quite handily, sets up a massive weekend in the Big 12, including you know, Oklahoma trying to keep the flow going down in Austin against a Texas team that's coming off a tough loss. OU women's basketball wins last night against Kansas State. Jenny Baranchek joining us at 11.30 this morning. And Mr. Sports has called us on the Riverwind Casino jackpot line, 405-329-9000. Let's go. What's going on, man? How are you? What's going on, superstars? How are y'all doing this morning? Doing great, Mr. Sports. Great to hear from you. Good, good. You know, I want to put a little spin on this SEC thing. And I got to say that, yeah, it's going to be talked about until we get there. So you guys might as well just, you know, get ready for it. But, you know, not too many years ago, you'd have to go all the way back to Vince Dooley, that Georgia was, you know, impacted college football. Yeah, there's always been Alabama all the way back to Bear Bryant. We get that. And a flash in the pan with LSU once in a while. But really, I'm not concerned about this at all. I, I think I think BB's going to take us in there. It's going to be a little bit of a struggle in the beginning, of course. But, you know, all these people that are up in arms about, oh, my God, we're going to the SEC, you know, I just I, I just really don't feel it. I mean, I'm excited about it, and I, I just can't wait. I wish they were going next year. So, <laughs> but uh, anyway, fellas, I know you guys are busy. I'm going to leave you with one thing before I go. You know, the famous Will Rogers said one time, if you don't like Oklahoma's weather, just wait five minutes. It's going to change. Fellas, y'all have a great day. Well, I, I was hoping it was going to warm up a little bit because it's a little bit colder than I like this morning. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm a little bit, 
little bit soft when it comes to being cold outside. I think I've gotten softer in my older age. Maybe that's it. Um, you know, Mr. Sports, I honestly think uh, – let me give you a for instance, okay? Let me give you a, a for instance about how sometimes the silent uh, – or excuse me, the vocal minority isn't necessarily the feel of the rather silent majority. And I think in Mr. Sports' case, I think you'd have a lot more people that are fired up about this move outside of some very loud, and I don't mean that in a bad way, guys, some very loud people that are concerned. And I think the the, the thing that still kind of shakes me, and I've tried to come up with every analogy that would work, you think about, you know, like the baddest dudes on the planet, right? The person that they believe in what they're doing even when it's going south, right? But and not to say they're they're homers, but they are – they're leaders, man, and they're people that whenever there is any foundation that is shook, you turn to them and like, we can be okay. Bob Stoops is a great example, right? Bob Stoops is a great example. Great man. When things were shaky, what did he do? He coached in the bowl game. He stood up at that press conference. Um, he talked about OU football being bigger than what? One person. And it always will be. Um, every sport is like that. But – you know, so much of what OU was was centered around Lincoln Riley, and understandably so, peeps. Understandably so. I'm not here to give a sermon today, but Bob Stoops stood up there and said, going to be okay. Um, guy, I brought up, you know, I'm a big wrestling fan. Who was like the baddest, always the, the S-talkingest guy on the planet was Ric Flair. Could you imagine if one day Ric Flair just comes in and he's all humble? He's like, oh, man, I appreciate that. Thanks for saying that about me. It's really cool. Nah, no, man, I'm not the greatest. It's like, we're, we're, I got a lot of work to do. No, he's like, I am the Rolex-wearing, champagne-drinking. I mean, he was the man. Our, our, our man, our, our Ric Flair. Our Barry, Coach Switzer was the man that it is like, uh, you know, I don't know. <laughs> it's like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute here. So I think, Josh, again, Say whatever he wants, feel however he wants. I think that is one reason why for some people, dude's, dude's opinion carries a lot of weight, and I think that empowers and emboldens those who have maybe been a little bit concerned more than it does to have those who aren't to speak out and be like, what? What are we doing? So I will say this. It's fueled this show for about three days now, hasn't it? It has. So thank you for that, Barry Switzer, the king, <laughs> delivering content when we need it most. <laughs> I mean, are you kidding me? I've, I had a whole segment today on on the NFL draft, which we'll get to coming up in just a little bit. Uh, but the Air Comfort Solutions text line is always the best way to stay in touch with the show. 405-651-3439. That's 405-651-3439. This one just came in, and I think it's a great question. Legit question. Where will the Palace on the Prairie game day experience rank in the SEC? I got us at nine ahead of Texas, Missouri, Mississippi State, Vandy, South Carolina, Kentucky, and Arkansas. Thoughts? It's from Average Joe. Um, so th- there is a part of me here, Josh, where I will claim a little bit of ignorance. I have only been to a few game day experiences in the, in the SEC. Because, obviously, we're either playing them in a playoff game or in a bowl game. And the only 
off the top of my head since I've started doing sidelines in 11. I want to say the only SEC venue we've been to on the road is Tennessee. And Tennessee was incredible. Now, they piped in crowd noise and they piped in speed. They had speakers down on the field right behind the bench. So <laughs> that kind of helps a little bit. But when that place is going, that place is going. Some say on the super secret textoso line that maybe our game day experience might not be better than Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Arkansas is pretty good. You've been there. Yeah, Arkansas is good. They, they do it upright, and they've got a you know that big tailgating portion going down the hill into the stadium. So Arkansas is an awesome game day experience. Most places in the SEC are. I, I so, don't know. I, I'm kind of like you. I don't see a problem with that. No, no. I, I'm kind of like you. It's hard for me to say where Oklahoma would rank and respect everybody else because I, I've not seen everybody else's game day experience. I would say this. Definitely, look, I'm not ignorant. It's not number one. It's, it's not the best game day experience, though. I think you're going to see Oklahoma's game day experience be a heck of a lot better in the SEC. I do think a, a layer of apathy to the opponents and folks coming into town set in here in Norman. And we've seen – think about the game day experience of when a Tennessee was here or Ohio State or Notre Dame. You're going to be getting that on a more regular basis with a lot of these SEC teams. So faces that you haven't seen as frequently, the fan base responds to. Normally, you know, historically, that's been the case here. So I just think, look, uh, is it going to be, you know, top five? What I don't know, right? I'm a little ignorant there too, Plank, but it is going to be vastly improved in Norman. Everything about it, the, the, the fan experience leading up to the game, I think the engagement of fans during the game, all of it is going to be enhanced. I think you started to see too, I mean, I, I, I want to sit here and sound like a suck-up, but look at some of the hires that they've made recently. Where are they coming from? You know, Lee is a rock star. She comes from the SEC. Look at uh, Tyler. He's a rock star. He comes from the NHL and, and Vegas. I mean, they're, they're bringing in people for these game day experience ideas that and, and, and mantras that are going to help take it to another level. And you've started to see some of it implemented for OU. But, you know, that game day to me, Josh, you're right. It's more than just, wow, what's the stadium like? It's part of it, right? But it's the atmosphere around it. It's the energy around it. But I think it's a great question. I think it's a great question. Because, you know, Missouri's kind of legit, but I have, I mean, like I said, I haven't been there since I was like in college for a game day. I don't know. You know, Nick Saban's complained about the crowd in Alabama before. So maybe they're going through some of the same issues that Oklahoma has had. I don't hear a lot of people talking about Alabama tailgating. I'm, I'm sure I'm. I'm sure there's some like, oh my gosh, you have no idea. You're right because I don't go to these games to get to tailgate. I got to work, um, and I'm fine with that. I'm not complaining. I'm not any good at tailgating anyway. I don't like. I don't like food try. I don't like sitting outside when I eat. I like sitting down and not having my food blow all over the place and bugs and dirt get in my food. So I'm not the best tailgater anyway. But, yeah, I don't know, Josh. I I think that's going to be a hell of a conversation. That would take some work, too, for me and digging. All right. what like my man, Mike Bilbo worked for the longest time at Channel 2 in Tulsa. He's a, a Hall & Hall alum. And he has been the video guy, the number one video dude. They're Jacob Potter in Georgia for years. And I think he – 
he would put Athens up there, maybe even ahead of, of anything else. Now, he's he's a homer, but just from everything, Josh, because when you're talking about the stadiums, the stadium just in general, you know, I think the Palace would be up a little bit higher than you think because you're just talking, I think you look at capacity versus, you know, the, 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 the tailgating side of things. I don't know. It, it's a great question. It's a great question. I – this just came in from the 9182. It says, most places are great in the SEC. I don't know if you could ever put your finger on being the best. Oh, you need to find something unique and specific to OU, a.k.a. the Groves in Mississippi. But, again, that's that's not just like saying the stadium. That's the whole um, environment around it, right? And that's just part of the caveat of, of game day. That's not an in-stadium experience kind of a thing, which I think – was what the original texter's question was, right? Are we going way too deep on this right now, Josh? Absolutely not. I mean, I think we could <laughs> spend more time on this. <laughs> um, all right, a few more uh, Air Comfort Solutions text here. 405-651-3439. Um, Chris, I know you don't care about OU softball on TV, writes Bobby and BA. I will, of course, be listening to you. But TJ said this morning they will be on flow this week, and I think he was mistaken. Can you correct the mistake? It looks like Sunday's game is going to be televised. Um, Bobby, yeah, okay, is that, it's not on flow this weekend. Softball's not on flow at all this weekend. It will be next weekend. I, I think I brought that. I think that's what TJ was referring to, but not this weekend. And I thought it was kind of cool. I got lost in the comments section of a Facebook post last night. And there were some people that said, man, I don't care. I don't care how it's broadcast. I don't care if it's on a cell phone. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I'm going to watch it. And that's awesome because that's kind of how I am. But if you're charging me $30 a month for it, I would expect at least a little bit more effort. That's all. That was my main point, by the way, Josh. My main main frustration with Flow Softball was that they – had Nicole Mendez sitting in wherever her living room is, having to do these games nonstop, nonstop. It's hard enough to do a doubleheader for the same team. And, you know, then you're not even there, and you're having to call. That's what angers me. I mean, if you're charging, I mean, I would I would almost bet every penny I have that at the very least you have probably 200 to 300 Sooner fans signing up for that. It's a lot of money. It'd, it'd be okay if you put forth a little bit more effort on your D1 games. That's all I would say. Appreciate those of you who don't need it to be perfect because I'm a lot like you. I don't care. Can I hear the game? I'll listen to it on AM Static. I don't care. But in the case of that kind of money, I think they should be better. Um, here's one that I've been wanting to talk about on our new podcast, West is Best, from the 240. Plank, where do our Raiders go from here? Any reason to hope and persevere as fans asking for a friend? Nope. There is not. Because you play in a division where Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Andy Reid aren't going anywhere. So, yeah, no. No. What's the line from Al Pacino's Any Given Sunday? We're in hell. We're in hell. It's pretty much where we are. We're in hell. And you've got, I think, a coach and a GM who know their stuff 
and are going to try to build it the right way. Um, the contract that Derek Carr not only signed, but they agreed to was kind of ridiculous on both sides because it didn't give Derek Carr long-term security and it gave the Raiders some short-term liability and really screwed them in the end. Um, I, I wish they would have been able to go to Derek and say, hey, listen, let's we understand second year in a, in, a, in a system is really good for you, so can we renegotiate and get like a two-year deal done here and then draft Anthony Richardson? Nope. Nope. Uh, yeah, man, I – this is as in the 40 like years that I've been a Raiders fan, this is about as hopeless as I've ever felt. And part of it had to do with what happened on Sunday, but a lot of it has to do with the leadership in place of this team. I like Mark Davis. I always thought Mark Davis was a guy that stayed out of the way. I don't think he does anymore. I think that as he gets older, he thinks he knows what's going on, and I think he's way too involved. And – you got to hope you knock the draft out of the park. What did you think of the Anthony Richardson take that Ted Wynn threw out there, Josh? Because now I'm starting to be in that in that group that kind of wouldn't mind wouldn't mind just drafting the most athletic quarterback that you can have. Here's what Ted Wynn said. Ted, by the way, is at FB underscore film analysis. Used to be uh, at Raider film guy, but. Now he had to, I guess, go mainstream. But he wrote, if Richards, uh, he was talking about Anthony Richardson, right? He said, if Richardson is a complete bust, then he's a complete bust. But mid-tier quarterbacks aren't getting it done in the AFC West. And I love Derek Carr to death, and I'm going to be a Derek Carr fan for the rest of my life. But he can't compete with Patrick Mahomes or Justin Herbert. Neither can Russell Wilson, by the way. And I don't know if you can tell it, Josh. I'm really, really down as a Raiders fan right now. It is not a good time to be a fan of this team, given the the division that you're in, how terrible this team is under Josh McDaniels, their inability to win close games. It's just – it's heartbreaking. And And it's all your fault. It is, and I apologize, sort of. (laughs) But – if Anthony Richardson, if you you draft him and he's great, then all of a sudden your your prospects change almost immediately overnight. I, he, again, I don't – everyone's like, oh, get an offensive lineman. Nope. Oh, well, then you need to get – nope, no, no, get quarterback. Get a quarterback. I mean, if you're – if Derek Carr isn't good enough and he's going to go and be good on the Saints or Panthers, wherever he's going to go, fine. But go go get your quarterback. Because it ain't it ain't happening with Jimmy Garoppolo. It ain't happening with Aaron Rodgers. And if they give up that seventh pick overall for Aaron Rodgers, Josh, I might throw up in my mouth. There's just no way around. I'm going to be a sick, sick person. And I like Aaron Rodgers too. But come on, man. Well, it's a it's a band aid to a bigger problem. Right. You know what the biggest problem is with the Raiders? They've completely whiffed in the drafts. Listen to me. I'm getting emotional. I'm getting choked up. Thanks for bringing it up. I was doing so well without it. I'm so mad at the Raiders right now, Josh. I don't even play Madden right now. That's how mad I am right Whoa. now at this football team. I know. I know. It's like I can't bring it myself to it. It won't last, people. He'll be back. He'll be back on those well, sticks quickly. You know what? Here's here's the way. You want to get me back, Vegas Raiders? Here's a quick, easy, little three-prong way to get me back as a fan. Number one, 
don't draft idiots. Number two, don't sign idiots. And number three, fire your coach. Those are the three things that that's all I'm asking for. Don't sign morons. Don't sign. Uh, don't draft morons. Don't sign guys who are past their prime. And let's move on from Josh McDaniels. Go get me Eric Bieniemy. Stat. Let's go. Unfortunately, the GM and the coach are like tied at the hip. So you know that's the worst, Josh, because the general manager will always make excuses for bad coaches. Well, you know, give him another year. He'll be fine. Uh, all right, we got a break. I'm sorry. Quick update, by the way, from the Oklahoma State-Texas A&M softball game today. They've moved to the bottom of the fourth inning. Texas A&M has a runner on with two outs, but they trail Oklahoma State one nothing. That's out in the Clearwater Invitational. This is the Plank Show right here on The Ref. All right, welcome back into the Plank Show right here on the home of Sooner fans. With Josh Helmer, I'm Chris Plank. I said it during the break. Um, sometimes the our our Air Comfort Solutions text line is really, really good. Like you, you look at that and you're like, this is this is how I always wanted this show to be. Great debates. You know, we sprinkled in a couple calls today. It's been a fun show. And everyone seems to be in a really good mood. There's no anger, no one's yelling, no blood pressure aside. And then other days it's just an absolute S show. Have we been able to figure out like what the difference is? Have we finally got it to the level where I've blocked enough of the idiots that it's kind of, I'm sorry, name-calling. I've blocked a, 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 a lot of the less-than-intelligent and anger-inducing people that maybe it's back to normal. No, I think we just have good days and bad days. It's kind of <laughs> like live. So basically, our Air Comfort Solutions text line is exactly like live. Uh, t- two things here, by the way, on the Raiders. Um, blame Gruden. John Gruden did that. He traded Cleo Mack. You know what? I'm going to say something that might not be very popular. I think the Raiders were on the right trajectory with John Gruden. I know. I think that his own ignorance and obviously, you know, the way that he kind of viewed life, bigotry, if you will, I think it cost him. But with what they were doing, they were – they missed on some draft picks now. There's no doubt about it. I mean – Clee Farrell over, you know, what, who they who could they have had? Ed Oliver or Josh Allen? Big mistake. Jonathan Abram over, I mean, none of those guys. Josh Jacobs is about the only one that worked out, and people still freak out about taking a running back in the first round. But they got they got two first round picks for Cleo Mack, and they screwed him up. They got Damon Arnett and Josh Jacobs. So Jacobs worked out okay, but again, it was a it was a first-round running back, and now you don't even know if you can keep him. I thought Gruden was okay. <laughs> now, they've missed on some first-round picks. Alec Leather, <laughs> they've missed on some dudes, but I don't blame Gruden. Though I will say, whenever we were doing our pregame show at Balfour, and one young Tyler McComas was setting up, and he looked at me and goes, the Raiders just traded Khalil Mack. I'm like, shut up. What? Just traded Khalil Mack? you got to be kidding me. Sure enough, to the Bears for two first-round picks. But I don't blame Gruden. I know that sounds crazy, right? I blame Mark Davis. Uh, and then True Sooner adds, the Jamarcus Russell saga started all of this. 
You know what I'm about sick and tired of too, Josh, is reminders that the Raiders took Fabian Washington ahead of Aaron Rodgers. I think that's something I can live without too in my life. Um, there you go. <laughs> this is I'm listen. I'm not going to fight about Flow Softball or anything anymore. But uh, this guy writes, how are you going to call your streaming service Flow Softball and hire people to do games that don't know anything about softball and then want people to t- pay more than what ESPN wants for ESPN Plus? Toby brought up the point this morning. They know they've got you. They know that um, they've got you for like a month. And so they're going to do everything they can to gouge every penny out of you. I told you the the, the – the best way, you know, there's like I said, there's people out there that don't care. They're like, I'll pay the money. I got to see my team. I got to see my girls. I got to see my Sooners. Fine. Great. Love you. I mean, come on, man. For someone who's an awful broadcaster, I mean, you you sustain me, baby. But there's others that, you know, it's like, wait a minute. I'm, I'm paying for this, what I would pay for ESPN more. And this is what I'm getting. Here's another part of it too, and I'll just tell you we got we got Joey coming up next, so I got a break. But there's also this reality that you know most most broadcasters don't make a lot of money, <laughs> us included. There's only a handful out there that can beat their chest and tell you about their six figure deals. But a lot of times, guys and gals will take a softball job or a baseball job, and they don't know anything about the sport, and they just need to get paid. Now, you hope they figure it out and talk to some people and they have a producer or a director there to help them out, but that's just that's not the case. I think I will give Flo credit. I think they've done a better job of reaching out to former players and athletes. I mean, Meg, whenever she was here, did gymnastics and did a great job. The problem is they're making you do it from your home without any help. It sucks. But, yeah, I'm, I'm not going off today. I'm not going off. I'm staying calm today, Coy. Uh, and then one more here from the 405. I'm not worried about game day atmosphere. It's been great when we've had better opponents. Notre Dame and Ohio State come to nine. The atmosphere of the OU Tech, uh, the uh, 08 Tech game will become the norm. Again, whenever it's come time to step up, this fan base in this university always has. Did you, they by the way, have. did you ever read Frisco Sooners text to us? I don't think I did. Go ahead. S- similar. That's why I bring it up. I think OU really gets a bad rap when it comes to evaluating their game day atmosphere. I've been to places all around the country, and in my opinion, OU ranks right up there with the best of them yeah. when big games are in town. As a matter of fact, when Ohio State, Tennessee, and Notre Dame came to town, they were blown away by the atmosphere. Oklahoma will easily be in the top five to six places in the SEC. All right. When we come back on the Plank Show, Joey Helmer will join us a, li- a little bit early to talk about his next step, but also still some Sooner Athletics. That's next right here on The Ref. All right, welcome back into the Plank Show. We are very excited to be joined by our buddy Joey Helmer. Uh, Joey, this will be like our last Sooner-centric conversation we have. Congrats on an incredible run at OU Insider, man. We're so pumped to learn about the future, but, man, what a run. Uh, it, are, are you going to be feeling like you're supposed to be somewhere today during the Brent Venables press conference or what? <laughs> You know, it's crazy. It's like uh, it, I'm so excited for the future here, and um, everyone will obviously find out in their due time. But um, I, the, the last couple of days, I definitely have woke up and been like, oh, this is different. Like, what, what's going on? Where, why, why, am I, why am I not at softball today? Like, why, <laughs> why am I not going to football today? So it's, it, it becomes such a part of your life, right, that – 
it's like it's it's not even work at some point it's like it just is a routine for you so um yeah certainly different for sure yeah well i'm pumped for you and i can't wait to see what's next but hey with that in mind um what do you expect to hear today and and if and if you're there what do you want to ask and what do you want to know about because i find it fascinating first time we've, we've we've heard from brent since the peyton bowen situation um, obviously there's going to be a lot, I think, of, of questions surrounding like the move to the SEC, but this is the first chance that we've had to hear from Coach Venables in a minute. Yeah, it, it is, and um, I, I think you're right with all those topics. I mean, obviously the, the SEC is going to be asked about uh, going a year early, which uh, I think all of us thought that that was going to be the case, even regardless of what was said. I think we all believed that, at the end of the day, that that's what would happen. And so um, you, you'll get those questions. Obviously, spring football right around the corner here. So um, the, I'm just – I this is really kind of unbelievable because uh, this is – with, with we, we've had good access in the past. I mean, at, at a lot of times during the Bob Stoops era, we had really good access to players and um, Lincoln – was not so great with access, but it, this is unprecedented with uh, bringing every single newcomer in for an interview today. So uh, props to, to Venables for doing that. Uh, I think uh, people for <laughs> beat writers, um, a lot of people out there might not understand how really valuable that is when you're looking for something on a daily basis to write about. Well, uh, this is Basically, I mean, count the numbers up. I've, however many guys they're bringing in here is, I mean, you can write a feature on every single one of those guys. So, fantastic. I expect there'll be, um, obviously, questions about those guys uh, to Brent um, that, that they're bringing in. Obviously, uh, Jackson Arnold is, is your headliner at quarterback, and he gets to jump in and get his feet wet right at the beginning. So, um, yeah, this this will be a really fun day for those that are up there and covering it. I think sometimes, Joey, that maybe fans, I, I find myself, I'll get tired of hearing complaints about access. But in the end, it's the fans that, that, that either win or lose in the end because when you have the opportunity to hear from these men on a regular basis, I mean, let's face it, it's a – it's an awesome opportunity to, A, get to know them, right? Um, B, story ideas, learn about their background, learn about their family, learn what they're all about. I mean, there is – this is a really, really cool thing for OU fans too. And I, I'm i not trying to sit here and be like, oh, how dare you, Oklahoma fan? No, 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 that's not my point. I'm just saying there is a lot that you can take uh, from this increased access. It's a really big deal for everyone involved. So when I was on the beat, I always – try to carry that mindset. Like, I I feel like some people, uh, you know, at times are like, well, why, why can't I, I have this access? You know, I deserve to be to talking to all these players. I always tried to take it from a standpoint of uh, I'm essentially an extension of the program. And by not allowing me to tell these players the stories, that affects the fan base. They're unable to sure. – uh, connect with uh, their players that are on the team. And so 
that was always the mindset that I took. And I think Brent Venables gets that. I think he understands, you know, in a lot of ways, the media is an extension of his program and brings that base uh, closer uh, to his team. And so, uh, again, I, I, I can't talk highly enough about what, to me, what a good decision this is by him. Oh, I think it's brilliant. I think it's brilliant. Is there any one story that you were hoping to tell? Is I mean, because I think I love the Peyton Bowen story, right? I think that's so intriguing, but I feel like he's talked a little bit. I think even over at OU Insider, you know, you guys had some of that stuff. But, I mean, I, I feel like there's so many good stories of these guys coming in. Fans, we want to know, all right, how's the, how's the five-star quarterback doing and how's the five-star uh, defensive lineman and how's the five-star uh, defensive back? But I, I just – I like the depth. I think there's a lot of really cool stories beyond just those names that we constantly talk about. I love it. I mean, you, you talk uh, – one of the biggest ones is just this transfer portal hall uh, that they've got. Desan uh, um obviously – a trace forward coming down from Oklahoma state. And so uh, that's, that's a big storyline, how they've been able to um, bring in some, not, I mean, certainly not just depth guys. I mean, Austin Stogner is a, a proven commodity at the collegiate level. And um, everyone obviously knows him uh, really well from his uh, first stint here. So uh, that's a storyline, just all the, the, um, top 100 players, we've talked about that before, but the top 100 players that uh, they've got in this hall. So there's stories upon stories here that can be told, and uh, I know those on the beat <laughs> can absolutely uh, love the fact that it's like, well, okay, I'll, I'll get this today, but I'll get to that tomorrow and that the next day. Like it, They're going to have plenty to sift through here over the next week or so. No. I absolutely understand. Joey Helmer is in the house and, you know, obviously, you know, stepping out of the daily grind of the beat. I know you're still consistently following what's going on with the OU softball team. You know, it wasn't the the 15-0, 20-1 start that I think some people wanted. But, man, that's when you play a challenging schedule and you've got some new, Joey, that's going to be that's going to be a little bit more than norm. And I, I love the way that this team persevered through its opening weekend. Well, and you've seen it up close and personal so many times. Patty Gasso has talked about this, that these run rules, and obviously they did run rule Stanford in six innings, but uh, San Jose in five innings, but they were tested this past weekend. They were tested by Liberty. You know, Duke, it's a, it's a 4 nothing game, but that's a really good team in Washington. Uh, to me, was the team that really, really impressed me last weekend. Uh, that, to me, um, I've got them in my top ten now, and I, I will still be, <laughs> full disclosure, I will still be releasing a, a top 25 poll of what I believe. So nice. uh, people will still have that. But um, that, that game um, against Washington was a high level. It, it felt like a Women's College World Series game in February. So, those are the kinds of um, games when a gasser schedules this schedule. That I mean, schedules this um, 20, uh, thir- 2023 slate. That's what she's looking for is those kinds of uh, competition to where you're going to feel the heat uh, that you're going to feel uh, late in the season. And so um, 
yeah, it's it's not all about getting run rule victories. Uh, that's not been uh, something that's been good for this program in the past. Now, they've won the last two national championships in spite of that, but you'd like to have a sense of when things get tough, how you're going to react. And I felt like in that Washington game, that was certainly yeah. uh, kind of shown to them. And they, they fared well in that uh, situation last weekend. How, how impressed were you with Nicole May and what she was able to do? Oh, my gosh. Uh, I mean, I think she was the storyline of the opening weekend. She was absolutely dominant against Liberty. Uh, that was an impressive performance and uh, 10 strikeouts, and then she comes out and strikes out about every single batter against Washington in that game. So, um, I mean, out of, the, out of the bullpen and just looking so poised and – uh, I had to comment to someone that I was watching the game with. I said, man, Oklahoma's glad she's not on another roster right now because she's pretty darn good and she's pretty darn underappreciated, in my opinion. Could not agree more. Could not agree more. All right, um, one more, and I'll let you get back to being a normal, everyday Joe. This Friday, or this weekend is a big one for OU Hoops. Kind of an unexpected, I think, dub for a lot of people with what happened on, what was that, Tuesday night against Kansas State. Can, can they put together back-to-back good performances, or are we walking into a buzzsaw in Austin, you think? Well, it kind of sets up I mean, crummy timing for Oklahoma if they were – now, look, I mean, it, it's a rivalry game. It's not like Texas wasn't going to be up for this game regardless, but they're coming off a loss to Texas Tech, which is a little bit unfortunate. But mm-hmm. Oklahoma knows what they – have to do at this point they're going to have to go in and and, um, what you got five games left three of them on the road you have to still still a couple in shocker fashion that uh, you're really not given any chance to uh, win and that's one this weekend in texas Uh, so we'll see if they come to me it just comes down it feels like we've beaten this drum all season but if they could just compete if they can just compete, they're not the most talented in the league, team in the league, I mean, obviously, but if they just show up and are competitive and fight and have that grit, they have a chance in every game. We've seen that so many times that they've mm-hmm. lost close games. Well, what's been the common denominator in the close games compared to the games where they've got blown out a lot in some of the recent days? To me, it just comes down to fight. They just – haven't had the, the will to, to compete in some of those games where they've been blown out. So, um, all that said, if they show up and they can execute their offense and uh, just not make stupid mistakes and compete, they'll have a chance this weekend. Good stuff. Am I missing anything, Josh? We cover all the bases we needed to with Joey today? I did kind of hog him today. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I think we, we covered all bases, my there. friend. Just wanted to make sure. Joey, you're the man. Hey, one thing uh, I'll best add, Mr. Up. Oh, go ahead. Mr. Plank, and, and I appreciate that. One thing I'll add, uh, wow, Jenny Baranchek's team right now, they they got a huge win from Iowa State the other day. Massive. To, to get Texas, knocked them down, and then, uh, man, they, they have dominated, Oklahoma has. And so uh, they're in a position to win the league if they can finish this thing out strong. Pretty impressive. 
Yeah, and, and you know what I like? And Jenny Bronchek's coming up at 1130 this morning. But the thing I like is whenever they play teams that they're supposed to beat, that they're better than, they beat them. It's like they, right. they don't struggle. They beat the snot out of them. And that's what they've done against Kansas State, Texas Tech, and TCU. I thought that man. game in Manhattan last weekend, I thought that could be a potential trap. But they pounded K-State. Oh, they smoked them. They smoked them, man. They're so good. They're so good. All right, buddy. Joey, I'm proud of you. We're pumped for you. Can't wait to hear about what's next, man. And we've always appreciated your time right here on The Ref. Thank you, guys. I've always appreciated being with you. See you, buddy. That's uh, Joey Helmer. Now, we should be clear. Joey's still going to hop on with us because, like he said, he's still doing softball rankings and he's still covering things. But uh, it'll be what's, – what's a fair way to put it, Josh? Maybe a little bit more sporadic whenever it becomes public. What's next for Joey? I think you all will understand why. But we're really excited for his future. I know you're pumped for him, Josh. No doubt. Always. Quick break. It is 10.52. When we come back, we'll put a wrap on hour two with your texts next. All right, welcome back into the show. We're at Cavens today. I'm, I've been as busy as Gary has. Oklahoma State, by the way, has pulled away from Texas A&M. They're in the bottom of the fifth inning. Cowgirls lead that game 6-0 in the first game of the Clearwater Invitational for the Cowgirls. Uh, Texas coming up. Alabama's playing today. So a lot of really good games today for diehard softball fans. And, of course, the Sooners in action tomorrow. Breaking news, by the way, as we come to you from Cavens Construction Group, CavensConstruction.com, 405-573-3048, construction, roofing, maintenance, environmental. They've got you covered and an interactive website to answer every question. Confirmation on TV for this weekend. Are you ready, Josh? I'm ready. Let's hear it. Breaking news. Soonersports.tv. So, Soonersports.tv. Not ESPN Plus. Soonersports.tv. And if I am understanding and reading the tea leaves correctly, um, we're kind of making this a, a Patrick Dunn, Chris Plank production. And Peyton Gore is going to help us out too. So it's going to be – we're going to have people there. I don't know how many cameras we're going to have. Probably one. So I'll prepare myself for the hate now. But Soonersports.tv this weekend for the for the game. I think Sunday's game is being broadcast by the Baylor people. But the game Friday and the two Saturdays, Soonersports.tv. Hour two in the books. Top five stories of the day next.